This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome back to Grim Encounters. We are an actual play tabletop RPG podcast using the Chill 3rd Edition rule set. Uh, my name is Nort. I'll be your sweet little chill master for this evening. And your wonderful players are... Uh, Anna playing Mavis. I'm Branson playing Michael Sanchez. Robert playing Wesley Hum. And unfortunately, Derek's is having some slight troubles with some stuff, so he won't be making it for this uh, first few episodes here. Uh, but we decided we're all here, so we're just gonna fucking play anyway. So <laughs> um, he'll have to just catch up. Um, he was cool with that, so. Uh, so let's just jump into it. We'll have. We won't need necessarily a recap this time, so we'll just go right into the meat and potatoes of it. So, before we uh, kind of go uh, into the the case that you're starting, um, you guys are all hanging out at uh, one of the lunch tables, and Pykel and uh, Wesley, Mavis, and uh, Father's there too, and everyone's kind of chatting, and you two are playing around with the artifacts, because you found that bowstring that helps you, uh, warns you of stuff. Yes. So you've been kind of playing around with it more. What it does is it doesn't warn you of danger necessarily, but mechanically what it does is it lets you roll a defensive action uh, for free. Okay. So like, it lets you defend against an attack, a melee attack, um, where normally you'd forego your turn. You don't have to, and you can use it one per fight. Okay. And then if you want to use it again, you have to give it uh, 10 willpower. Because it needs to be recharged, basically. Okay. Uh, so you get the um, one free one to, to start off with each case, and then you have to refill it every time you use it. So, and then what you've also discovered is uh, when you were both you were practicing with both, um, the first one you'd pick up, it would work. And then if you were like, pick up Steel Bane, it was just like a regular pistol. Mm. It, um, it was like that your body could not handle two artifacts at once. So you kind of, you both discovered that. Alright, um... And then when Wesley was kind of messing around with it too, when he picked up the bowstring, it changed into links for his weapon. For his cool. And then uh, Pykel picked it up and it changed into... Your chains. Yeah. yeah Pykel picked it up and it changed into, um, fuck, what's the word? Uh, like, like a, a utility a, belt? Yeah. Like a what? Utility belt. Oh, nice. But it didn't work when he had his bone, so right. vice versa. And then... Yeah, we have one and then I, I created a feat for the game that we can do next time we level up, where you'll it'll allow you to have multiple artifacts, but you have to pay get the the edge for it. Cool. So, because um, artifacts are never explained in the book, so I'm kind of winging it. Um, yeah. Um, Wesley, do you have an artifact already? No, no, I have not found nothing. Okay, so <clears throat> since I am not often often in uh, Malay Malay range, <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm going to give the string of warning to Wesley because Sweet. I have steel bane. Anyway. And it, it just kind of melds into wherever you put it on your chain. Okay. Because normally it's just like the, the black metal chain. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a bluish metal. So you gotcha. could see it. And then... Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Um, that way, since you're always in the, you're always kind of in medium to close range anyway. Yeah. Uh, 
It's funny. Everyone else has found everyone else's artifact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except Frank yeah, <laughs> found his own. Yeah, one. He has that book. Who found the bone? Did no. You I found the bone. You found well. No, Frank found the bone. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't find it. I don't think. No, well, I found the gun. He was there when they found it. You found, found the gun. I found the gun. Frank found the bone. Yeah. Frank has a, had his own. He has. I found the string. Yeah. So you found. You yours. haven't found anything. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> but now you got your sweet, your sweet. Uh... You got, you got the string now. Yeah. Let's... I bestow upon you a string of warning. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, Father Frank, he didn't tell anybody this, so you guys, characters wouldn't know, but uh, they were there. He found, he has, he has this Bible from his backstory. Remember that book that you listened to, it, the book that, uh, Deet, uh, what was the name? Silent Deception? Was the Ginabe? He was looking yeah, yeah. for a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like, has that book, it's in his safe. And he opened it up, and it's that book right there. This brown one? Mm-hmm. It's, like, a really old, like, 1800s Bible. It's, like, falling apart. And, uh, he opened it up, and there he in the middle. There's blank pages, and it just keeps. It's just a big slew it's of blank. Like a, it's a synopsis of the Bible. It answers commonly asked questions about the and, Bible, like and, what should I believe about this as a Christian? And when he opened it, he's just like, "Well, what's so special about this book?" And it said, in the pages, it started right. Well, Father Frank, I'm pretty peculiar, peculiar little, and it like wrote in it, like it, it's, it's a sent. I'm a weirdo. Just send. Shut up. <laughs> a sentient book. Yeah. All right. So the the camera pans down through the many pipes that line the ceiling uh, of the Justice Save HQ. Uh, it kind of bursts through the ceiling, and you see a bustling HQ that, for the first time in four years, seems seems hopeful. Uh, it kind of the camera kind of zooms into. Richard Black, who is standing, leaning on his cane, and this, like, this, a proud smile fills his face, and, like, his eyes are, like, starting to well up, uh, and he just thinks, you hear some inner monologue from him that, like, even though it's, this is a small operation to his previous headquarters, he's, he's never been this filled with hope that maybe things can get back on track. Um, the camera then zooms in to uh, the group of the four of you that are kind of sitting around a table, uh, kind of chatting, talking, and it's currently uh, 11 a.m., May 30th, and it's a Wednesday. Um, you're kind of all still recovering from the weekend, because you all kind of drank heavily, except Frank, who... Um, he went home he ditched us. Mm-hmm. Over, when, over the weekend, he uh, he was doing stuff around the church, and he fell, and he kind of hit his bad leg, so he's kind of, he's extra slow, uh, so he's uh, kind of taking it easy the past few days, because he's he is an old man, mm-hmm. so he's kind of quiet, he's kind of rubbing his leg a lot, kind of focusing on making sure he's in top health for everyone. You hear the familiar tappings of a cane as Richard Black walks up to you. He slaps the manila folder right on, on the desk in front of all of you. He uh, smiles wide and says, You guys like camping? I do. Never been. Sure. I enjoy it. <laughs> Once in a while. I got a call from my old team member. His name is Davis Blake, and he was my par- one of my partners on my original team back in the day. He call- he runs this uh, summer camp named Camp Boondoogie. And there's been some strange happenings that he is convinced is the unknown. So he asked me to send a team down. So you will be heading there. It's about an hour or so away in uh, a little town called Boone's Hope. It appears that a construction worker has been mauled to death. The only the only problem besides the death is that his entire staff will be there. And we do not have a... a, a informant or resource in the local authorities in this town and the authorities are just writing it off as like a, a, a bear attack or something like they're not too worried about it um there seems to be some internal drama with this construction company in the town so they're not too worried about what that is according to davis but he is convinced it is something of the unknown just with how the bodies looked and everything so i'm gonna ask you guys don't get arrested Whatever you do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could probably get you out, but 
that's a uh, something we don't want to deal with. <laughs> and uh, you're all gonna have kind of some covers. You're gonna be uh, gonna be lying. Ooh. Can you guys handle that? <laughs> sure. Uh... Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he points to Frank and he goes, "You are going to be kind of visiting from a, a, a foreign church. You're going to be there to dispel the spirits and clean the place of unholiness." And Frank kind of nods and uh, opens his Bible and looks like he's preparing to, for his random Bible speech as he always does. Right. And then he points to uh, Wesley and Pykele and says, "You two will be surveyors from the the local uh, state government." You are going to be taking soil samples and water samples to test the grounds to make sure it's safe for the the kids to come in a, few, in a month or so. And Mavis, you're going to be the new the new archery counselor. Sweet. Uh, so this is kind of going to be kind of incognito. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen these spy movies? Never. <laughs> <Seen> spy kids. <laughs> It's kind of like Spy Kids. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you are, if you, any any questions on any book, if you have need to call here about researching any books, Dax has, Dax has offered to be your guys' oracle. Uh, so he'll answer any questions for researching on the books. But, and he hands, uh, he places a, a, like this, this looks like government made, like, iPad his tablet, and he's like, this will have most of our records on it, so don't lose it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, <Yeah. laughs> he's, he looks so serious, like, don't lose this. So this will be, you'll be able to look into our computer files, at least, from where you're at. Do you have any other questions for what you're doing, or? I should probably look up how to talk about soils and stuff, because I don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to bother you being like, what? are you doing with that soil, sir? So from what I've known is most of his staff is, they're between the age of like <laughs> 21 and 26. Oh, so it's a bunch care. of like college kids. Yeah, they And they care yeah. about the camp. That's why they're still there. But do you guys have any questions besides the, the soil questions I can't answer? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I was in college and I saw guys working with the soil and water like to test it, I'm not going to walk up to them and be like, what would you do? Yeah. <laughs> and be like, <laughs> do we get cool uniforms? I'm going to look at you guys, and then I'm going to look away. You, <laughs> That's what I'm going to yeah. do. Do you want cool uniforms? Heck yeah. Then you Fun can have there. cool uniforms. Yes. Check soil and water samples. I want to look official. Yeah, we'll give you we'll oh, give you yeah. a nice, oh, yeah. Yeah. The nice, we'll give you the outfit, and I'll give you a clipboard, and then you'll be set. And they yes. won't ask you any questions. I get to hold the clipboard. <laughs> no, you should hold the clipboard. I should hold the clipboard. You look more like yeah. a clipboard guy. I'm sorry, I'm going to sell my lab coat. Yeah. The only two, yeah, the only, always yeah. <laughs> the, which would also work. Yeah. The only two people who will know your true identities. You can still use your names. It's fine. The only people who know your true identities is uh, Davis Blake and his uh, assistant count, like head counselor Hank. The rest, they will, they will be utterly convinced you are just part of this surveying oh, team or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. I think you guys can do great. And I, I need to go give the case to the other team if you don't have any questions for me. Okay. Amazing. And he yeah. kind of steps away, holding something under his arm. All right, so you guys are kind of packing the van to take. Well, tell me exactly what you all bring, because oh, okay. this is very important. Yeah. All right. Because I guess you could make that trip back, but you'll lose value. You'll lose two hours of time probably, right? right? right. So. At least. Okay. And you'll be able to stay on premises, so. So, um, I'm going to have my gloves. I'm going to make a purchase with my save, and I'm going to do, like, some, like, lightweight tactical gear. Like, the pants with, like, you know, have you ever seen those? The lightweight. Sure, man. Like, almost like body armor, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I'm going to get some of that. I have my gloves. I have my squirrel. I always have my bow. I have steel bane. Um, I'm going to have a pack. Like a backpack. It's going to be black. Basic-ass camping shit. Some rope. Perfect. You got the basic-ass camping shit. You will have to figure out what to do with steel bane, though, because if you just walk with the pistol, I don't think that'll be... (laughs) 
could be in her bag. You could be in my bag. Just make keep that in mind, because if you don't, you say you just carry it on your hip. No, it's gonna be in my. I bag. mean, please do that. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the archery teacher. I use With a gun. I use With a, a gun. gun. Yeah. <laughs> I have it's my bow too, though. And a pikel. What does what does pikel grab? Oh, I've got my uh, my white bone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some just some like basic. I don't even know like basic trap supplies. Sure. Yeah, you just can grab like case. your like a, your travel trap kit. Mm-hmm. Did I say um, I got my it, squirrel? I have my squirrel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could bring Mordecai, of course, if you want. Well, yeah, yeah, of course, I have my dog. Um, um, so the little piddly stuff, um, if it's something super specific that you didn't say, we'll, we'll like have a roll to see if you brought it or not, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. But basically um, just like, cause it's all like taken apart. So it looks like actual like surveying yeah, and, it, and stuff. It's easy for, with you now, because you have this bone that can turn into any tool you need. So you so don't I have can, to bring all your tools. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you have, you just have like your odd, nice travel kit for creating traps on the go. You have enough supplies for like maybe one or two traps. Cool. Um, and then yeah, so. Okay. Any weapons at all? Um. Do you bring your flame your flamethrower? Oh, I forgot about the flamethrower. I will never forget about the. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody will ever forget yeah, about. Yeah, I don't even have it written down. That That's that I want that on a shirt. It's thing. just. It's just I've like. Got a <laughs> it's just like. I need two things: my flamethrower and my bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> need to write that down. <laughs> or just says, I'll never forget about my flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, and there's some compartments in um, the the van that you could store weapons and stuff in. Okay, cool. Then, yeah, I'll definitely have my flamethrower. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and, and my uh, lockpicking kit. Of course. Mm-hmm. Unless my bone can turn into that. I don't know. I mean, if you want... technically be tools? Yeah, if you yeah, want, if you want to. Technically, yeah. And it just costs the five willpower or whatever every time you change tools, I think. Whatever I said. And Wesley... What is what do you what does Wesley bring? What's the weather like? I believe I looked it up. What does she? Uh, I don't remember if you it's said it. May, I think so you said it was May, but it's like it is warm. currently a high of eighty-seven, a low of seventy-two. Mm. It's, so nice. it's, it's been hot. in the nineties. Yeah. The past week. Okay. Well, I, since Wesley's never been on a camping trip, and. He's seen a lot of movies for it. Mm-hmm. He ends up bringing like a backpack just full of like all this camping gear that you can think of. Like he hits up the sporting goods store and like goes crazy and has <laughs> like a full like uh, hiking backpack with a sleeping bag, a tent, and just trail mix and just everything and anything you can think of because he's just he's excited about doing this. Never done it before, so. <laughs> um, Tbh, what's awesome for camping trips is the solar powered LED. Lanterns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, those are awesome. He watched a lot of old movies, so it's all like propane stuff. So I've got like um, a propane stove, the, the lantern. <laughs> I mean, nice. like literally everything. Yeah. He's yeah. excited. He's yeah, very excited about going. And he, he spends all the money for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much without, without really thinking about it. Yeah. Jeez. Richard's going to chew you again. Yeah. <coughs> that's okay. I just bought lightweight tactical gear. <laughs> I'm sure that's not, you know, cheap. I, I didn't buy anything. I just bought, well, you know, just basic shit. No, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You guys picked high-funded something. Yeah. Probably, you can't just buy, like, a fucking jet or something. <laughs> of course, I've got, like, oh, I don't know how long we're staying out there, so I brought, like, you know, three bottles of liquor. Mm. With me because, you know, mm. gotta, of course. gotta have that. My flask, my three backup handles, flask. And my three backup. handles of liquor. <laughs> yeah. Not just bottles. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, I'm trying to think of how to attach my dart chain to myself. I think I'll just, like, tuck it in, like, wear it like a belt and then tuck it inside my pants so you can't really hopefully notice. And uh, wear, like, a... You could do that. I think it, it could rest on the pack and, like, the spear could just sit in a pocket on the backpack, too, if you wanted. Well, no, it was more I wanted to keep it on per- my person so oh. that... If I'm away from my pack, I have it. With you know, me. like wallet sure. chains. It could be kind of like a wallet chain. But I'm official. I'm wearing my uniform. I can't it's wear like a wallet a, chain. It's like when a I'm thick official. chain. Yeah. How thick is it? Do you think? Uh, we looked it up. It's like, like thick, thick. It's like a think of like a metal chain, but the links aren't circular. I think circular. I think they're like, just like oval. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, it's like an oval chain, and uh, like on the end of it, there's like a dart. That's probably a good like what. Think of what Scorpion uses. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he like keeps that, his but... in, like, his sleeve, and, like, so I don't know. I don't, I don't yeah, but this is a literal work. chain, so that's yeah. why it's, like, I, I right. normally wrap it around my waist and wear it like a belt anyways, mm-hmm. so. Okay. 
I'll do that, but just kind of tuck it away so it's not as obvious. And just then hiding my, this beer on there. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. That or my quote-unquote lab coat, too. Right. Amazing. <laughs> More in a lab coat and a, a hiking backpack. This is a You should get like a fanny pack. Like one that just kind of like circles Ooh, your waist. Perfect, so yes. Like yes. yes, I'm yeah. going to wear a fanny pack. There you go. Bingo. <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to mess with it. Hell yeah. No. It's a camo <laughs> fanny pack. Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. It's invisible. It's the, it's an invisible. It's just like a it's one of those box. real tree. No, it's one of those real tree ones. So it looks like you know the forest. I hope I don't drop it. <laughs> Honestly, though, Christmas gifts for everyone this year: fanny packs. Fanny packs for everybody. I would enjoy what? That would be Why? Awesome. They're coming back. I think they're. I like them now. I've seen a fanny pack that actually looks like a hairy belly. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> I want like the cute ones, you know. I'm gonna get myself a fanny pack. So after you get everything loaded, uh, and Frank brings everything that Shane says he brings, and uh, <laughs> you get on the road for about. Uh, and Frank sleeps the whole way. He's just sleepy. Uh, and after you you come to, you go you're going south. So you're going to towards like the middle of Illinois away from Chicago, and you're passing through a, sh- a ton of farmland, and in the middle of this farm- farmland, after about, whatever, uh, an hour and so worth of miles is, um, you will get to, you'll kind of break into, like, these woods. I don't know if anyone, if everyone who hasn't been to Illinois, there, it's such a random, sometimes there's just, like, crazy different types of nature everywhere. Yeah. So you'll have, like, hills, and then flat, and then there'll be farmland, and then there'll be city, and then all of a sudden, there's a fucking forest. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of break into... Uh, there's even swamps. Yeah. You break, we have swamps here. That's so weird. You break into the forest, and um, you kind of pass the, like, the Boone's Hope sign, and it's really old, and, like, it's, like, population, like, 800 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, you pull up to the uh, the local Casey's General Store to get some uh, gas. Of course. Yeah. Nice. And, uh... You guys are all, you're just taking in the simplicity of the town. Like, people are, like, waving as they pass each other. Um, people that are walking by are kind of just staring at you guys because you're strangers. Yeah. Um, do you guys get anything at the convenience store? Well, breakfast pizza. The breakfast? Yeah. Casey's breakfast pizza. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm going to try that, too. <laughs> They're going to try Casey's breakfast. It's amazing. Wesley doesn't know the... His cheat day is coming up, so he's like, okay, maybe I can squeeze it. You get one yeah. that just, just try it. You guys were talking about it. I mean, it for it's a while. cheese, eggs, and like either sausage or ham or bacon. Or bacon, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Wesley and uh, <laughs> um, Ranson, uh, Ranson, Wesley and Pike will come out. They have their pizza, and they just got like a like, the little shot that you could buy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're just kind of drinking it with your, <laughs> your oh, pizza. Yeah. I'm going to pick yeah. up uh, some Zippo lighters. Oh, okay. You got Zippo lighters. Okay. I don't, I don't need a I got waterproof Frank just, Frank just refills <laughs> yeah. his uh, coffee thermos that he drank. Um, he still sleeps, but he drinks drink coffee. It's a decaf, that's why. Mm. He just loves the taste. It's not actually well, coffee, it's English black breakfast tea with de- cream and sugar. No, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a Dirk's thing, like, he does that. Like, he'll just drink eight cups of coffee and go sleep, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's impressive. He's yeah. always drinking coffee. <laughs> yeah. I had a teacher in high school who had three cups or three pots of coffee a day. He would go into the art room, fill up his coffee pot. He had it in his room. Damn. You're Miss you're Miss Tangent today, aren't you? I am. I'm feeling good today. <laughs> I hate it. Okay, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I actually feel well rested. The invoice so you guys arrive, um, you kinda you go through the town, you get your pizza, um, you kinda you take this like well-traveled, dusty dirt road, and you go. Th- it leads, th- kind of winds through the forest. Uh, coming up as a left, and you kind of t- you take it, and you come into this entryway that has this giant, like wooden sign with multicolored letters that are are, are faded that says Camp Bundoogie. And you kind of come into it, and there it's it's uh it's paved. This bigger road, it looks like it's too wide. Um, and as it's about 1230 and, uh, you kind of, you break in to this driveway and as you're coming, uh, the van tires bump through the entrance and you see a man with a cowboy hat and an eye patch mm. and he kind of 
waves you down and points down this uh this this gravel pave this gravel dr driveway that uh, leads to looks like what's a parking lot and uh, you hear him holler from his front porch which is I didn't get to label it but this is the this this kind of big main house he's at and he's standing on the front porch and he waves you down towards the uh, the parking lot and you hear him say howdy partners just uh head on down there I'm assuming you're the ones that old dick sent. And he points down towards there, and he heads into the house. And you guys kind of pull, you guys pull into the, down the, the like, the long uh, driveway here. And it leads to this, like, uh, this parking lot where there's a bunch of other cars parked. And flanking the other side of the parking lot is this, uh, looks like a bus garage. Where there is, like, an, an older bus parked, and it looks like the, you see, like, a pair of feet underneath the bus. That someone looks like they're probably working on it. And you look out the front and you see uh, this good man, the cowboy hat. He's standing on the back porch, kind of waving you guys over. What do you guys do? I guess we'll go over to him since he's waving us over. Yeah, sure. Uh, as you, as all four of you, well, all three of you, Frank Sarah's going to stop saying that. You walk towards the the house. You kind of just cut through this giant, there's this giant just field that's like open. And it's, it's speckled, speckled. Speckled with trees, and as you look to the left, you see there's like a soccer field and a baseball diamond, and there's a couple paved sport areas, and you're heading towards this uh, central building, it looks like, and I need all of you to roll perception. I rolled a 70 and I need a 30. Okay. I rolled a 42 and I needed a 70. I rolled 65 and I have 30. Okay, so, so. you two fail mm -hmm. and you got a low success. Low success, yes. Okay. So you're walking and you're just kind of taking in the nature. This camp has a lot of trees and it seems like it's not destroying nature. It's kind of becoming one with it, mm -hmm. uh, which gives a nice summery nostalgic feel. Uh, and May, this is the end of May has been quite hot, uh, and it looks like a lot of things are kind of dry too. Like there's been must have not been much rain, and you Mavis, you two don't you're kind of just like enamored with all of the, because you two have been in your city the city for a long time, for a long <laughs> time, yeah, most of our lives. And uh, you just kind of get this feeling that someone is watching you, okay. But you're kind of looking everywhere, and all you see is you see a couple people like walking in the distance, but they're not looking towards you. Um, you just see. Uh, what we presumably you think is Davis, and as you can, as you make your way towards the house, you see in the center, there's just in the center of the uh, camp, there is like a circular drive around it, and there is this giant oak tree, like it is massive. It's probably like at least 100, 150 years old, and it's in perfect condition. And there's just like birds in it, and you see other animals skirting around around it. So, um. You make your way to this old, old, looks like an, it's a two-story cabin, and you make your way to it. Davis walks down the steps and greets you, uh, and he's a, a taller man, and he looks looks to be in his 60s. His, uh, covering his face are these, these, these deep scars that look like a pair of claws gashed him across the face, and uh, his, there's, the smile lines are thick. Looks like he's smiled a lot in his life. And on his right eye, there's this 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 brown, thick leather eye patch, uh, kind of coinciding with that scar I mentioned. Um, and he grins, bearing his like pearly white teeth, and extends a, like a rough working hand toward you and toward all of you, and shakes your hand. And as he kind of extends his hand forward, his sleeve gets pulled up, and you see that there's just tattoos lining his the up to his wrist at least. And he says, uh, howdy friends, my name is Davis Blake. It sure is a pleasure to finally meet you. Uh, Richard has missed some mighty fine things of you. Uh, welcome to Camp Boondoogie. And he gestures just all around. Uh, and then he uh, walks up and opens the door, the back door for all of you to come in. He leads you all to this grand solid oak wood, this solid oak wood table. Um, and uh, kind of has everyone take a seat. 
before we begin, uh, are any of you camping types? I am now. Me. <laughs> <laughs> like the enthusiasm there, son. <laughs> uh, but uh, you are, you said, miss? Yes. And uh, your name is? Uh, Mavis Osterling. Ah, uh, Miss Osterling. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, and uh, he asks for all your name and exchanges them. Uh, so you're so okay. That that makes a lot of sense. So you're the one that is going to be uh, our new counselor. Yeah. Okay. Archery. The archery. Perfect. We have a nice archery range up at the edge of camp, off the lake. There, there's and there's a little hunting shack with some uh, bullseyes we set up a while back. Uh, we don't have it. We have yeah. It's right there in the corner. Um, unfortunately, our our uh, camper, like where our campers would stay uh, for the duration of the week, is currently they're being either renovated or they're full of stuff. So the first night you're going to have to sleep under the stars. Okay. Um. <laughs> so from my understanding, um, hmm. the children aren't supposed to arrive until next week? The children will be arriving until next month. Next month. Okay. Yeah, it's it, there's the most of them are still finishing up school, so don't want to inter interfere with that. Oh gosh, darling. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I drop a no uh, arrowhead drops like a peanut out of my trail mix bag. There's a wild animal on your shoulder, miss. <laughs> that that would be my wild animal. He was one I kind of his brow furrows. Like, what do you mean? This is my pet arrowhead. Damn millennials! <laughs> doesn't matter as long as it doesn't isn't gonna buy people whatever. Um, so the victim is victim's name was uh, Callum Calum Campbell, uh, which you guys kind of read over the file on the way. Uh, he was a forty eight year old construction worker who was working late on finishing up his tasks at the job site when he was mauled to death by an animal. Well, at least that's what the report says. Uh, we have a job site across the way from here. They are building a indoor sport complex. So when there's rain, we could have still have our baseball games or whatever, basketball games. Um, but the problem is, is I don't buy this police report because I saw the body. It didn't look like a wild animal did this. Because uh, the man wasn't just... Eight, he looked like he was kind of played with. If that makes sense. Mm. Um, and also, the tall tale signs of the unknown is my the hair on the back of my neck sprung up, so I know something's something's afoot. And I worry for these kids. I, mean, I know they're not kids, but I worry for these these young people here. They're all bright and they have strong futures ahead, and I don't want them to get hurt. But sending them away, I fear would. Just alert this monster to maybe attack the town. So I called uh, Richard. Thought he was dead. Surprise for me. <laughs> uh, we, we have a few more minutes before uh, we have to... Uh, there's going to be a meeting where I'm going to introduce you, so you guys and explain what happened to everyone last night. So uh, any questions before we start, we'll, I will gladly answer them. I know this camp like it's the back of my hand. Uh, where was the construction worker located? Where was the body located? It was, uh, it was just out on. It was in the middle of the of the construction site. Okay. He was working on uh, some of the foundation, and they kind of the creature got him. Okay. Um, and uh, oh, and he pulls out this pamphlet, and it has this like cartoony um, map of the camp mm -hmm. with like. Look over here, whoa! And it has yeah. like a legend and everything. And uh, he kind of sprawls it out. And there is uh, a couple buildings laid out through this camp. On the north uh, flank, there is this large lake that it looks like where most of uh, Boone's Hope back in the day got most of its food from. Um, it's a large oval lake uh, that has, there's a small dock protruding off of uh, for what this camp must use for water activities. And there's like a boat, there's a couple boats like with little clip art sitting on it. And uh, there is a building can, right off the shore. And he points to it and goes, right here, this is uh, where we would 
where we keep all the pool, all the like the, the water activity stuff because Tracy, um, she is our head counselor for water activities, so she's mostly there for uh, and there's like floaties and all that stuff in there, and uh, there's like the giant pool you jump on, and then the other guy flies in the air. You ever played that one? That was pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and he goes, here's the archer, and he points uh, to the east. This path right here, um, after the main circle and the main entrance, it all becomes gravel. Uh, we didn't want to pave everything because I felt like the pavement hurt the, the, the ground too much. So when they offered to pave the whole area, I decided not to. So everything else besides... The entranceway and this circular here are, is gravel. Um, the road abruptly ends here in the east that leads into the wood. It breaks off into multiple dirt trails for hiking and exploring and all of that. Uh, to the uh, to the west over here, it also just ends abruptly and leads into all of our sporting complexes and our kind of uh, pavilion where you can hang out and play frisbee or whatever. Um, if you... Before you hit the archery, there will be a riot, and you will see where our counselors stay. And then down the way from that, in between the the counselor cabins and the camper cabins, we have uh, where the camps, like the campfires are, where you'll be staying. That's where we have our nightly songs, and we roast marshmallows and tell the spooky campfire stories. Um, and then, of course, down here, and he points to the uh, south. This is where our... Um, where the bathrooms are located, the bathhouses, I guess, and uh, the camper cabins. Because um, we tend to, uh, we, we try to get uh, at least 30, looks like 30 kids we try to get every summer. It doesn't always happen, but uh, helps with, uh, we teach them how to, we teach them damn city kids how to survive in the wild, so it's pretty fun. And then on the main circle here, we got the, the old oak, uh, it says good luck if you if you rub it every morning. So I always walk up every morning and give it a nice pat. Um, you'll still find other campers and counselors. They'll they'll sometimes sit there and they'll be reading or uh, taking in the just the nature because most people here love the uh, being outdoors and everything. So and he goes here's the construction site off the main circle, and then next to that we have the mess hall slash kitchen. Uh, the local are us. We have a chef on hand. His name is Gunnery Sergeant Devon Johnson. He is starting fresh this year. He is off his, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, what's it called? The, uh, when you, you're stationed off and you come back. What's sure. that? He's done with his, like, third or fourth tour. So he's, and he, uh, he's from Boone's Hope originally. So he wanted to come, he came here as a kid. So he wanted to, uh, come here and, uh, his kids are coming in the summer, so he's kind of excited to... He's very no-nonsense, but he's uh, he's nice to have around. He's a very kind man. Uh, then he points to the building next to where you guys are at. He goes, this is the rec room. We have a lot of like pinball machines. There's a lot of tables to play cards. It's where we spend most of our time when it's raining. Uh, we have our meetings there. Uh, that's where a lot of the time, uh, if there's no room, they'll do yoga maybe. There is a, it's kind of there for a, just a backup plan. Cause if, cause you know how the weather is in Illinois. What I always tell people is if you don't like it, just wait 10 minutes. Yeah. It'll change <laughs> drastically. Yeah. Um, uh, Hank kind of takes control of that. That's my assistant. We'll meet him at the meeting. Um, his name is Hank Buck. Uh, he's a fine, uh, a fine man. Who's a uh, very intelligent, he's a little on the quiet side, but, uh, I trust him with my life. Uh, now me, I'm the head counselor. I'm in charge of all the scheduling and making sure the place doesn't catch on fire. Uh, and uh, he laughs. He says, it's only happened one time, I swear. <laughs> and uh, then he goes, then uh, last and uh, finally there is uh, there's the garage. Uh, that is where uh, Nancy is. She is our, uh, our bus driver and she's also our uh, mechanic slash handyman. She does a lot of the uh, the work around and takes care of old Bessie, our bus. Um, she is something. Uh, she's old only Bessie been... or both. Both. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Her name is Nancy Chance. Uh, she is something. Oh, and I almost forgot. I, I almost forgot the head nurse. Her name's Linda Morn. Uh, our nurse, our uh, if you ever, our first aid station is located in the rec room. There's a small like uh, uh, the a small room that the um, they she took over to kind of help with that. So she's always there. Uh, she's currently most of the the. The older people here are setting up, preparing for the kids, and the counselors are going over their plans with each other and uh, all of that fun stuff. Uh, but uh, without any digression, we can just make our way to the meeting if y'all want and you don't have any questions. Has there been problems before? You know, there's never been problems before. I mean, uh, like five years back, we had like an attack where the... Uh, a, a stray wolf attacked one of our our uh, counselors, but he wasn't too injured. I mean, it was more the the wolf was more afraid of him than he was of the wolf, and it just kind of got him on the leg, and he was treated quick, and it, it was fine. So how did you how did you get those sweet scars? How? And he leans back and smiles. How to get my sweet scars? Which one? And he like pulls up his arm, and he has like this huge gash, and then he's like, I got one on my chest too, and then which one are you talking about? I don't need you to take your sh- what the the uh the face ones. There's there's one on my face. Can you see it? Well, I, I can't see too clearly anymore. <laughs> he looks like he doesn't know what you're talking about. I'm just kidding with you, dare Jesus. I didn't mean. <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> I didn't mean to to spook you. No. Uh, yeah. I I, I was fine. I was finding a fucking giant werebear. Werebear? Mm-hmm. Back in the day when I was... Actually, Richard saved me from that one. I'll tell you that. That motherfucker. Give him a shotgun. No one will walk away from that that he doesn't want Not to. himself. <laughs> <laughs> I know he doesn't look the part now with the old bum leg, but I'm telling you. He was a scary motherfucker. And he, like, grins and he's smiling and, like... Uh, as you kind of look at his outfit, he has, like, the classic, like, cowboy flannel. And on the left pocket, he has this, like, these, like, these menthol cigarettes that you can just smell. And his flannel's tucked into his Levi mm. jeans yes. with the huge buckle. Mm-hmm. The belt buckles. Gotta love them belt buckles. Mm-hmm. I definitely did not take inspiration from Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> oh, that's what you probably did, yeah. <laughs> and subconsciously, I did. And then I just rolled with it. I was like, fuck it, he's a cowboy. Um, <laughs> Wait, clarification. Do we have cell service while we're out here? Absolutely it... not. No? So, like, in, in this building, you do a little bit. Yeah. Like, it looks like you might have some basic, like, if you need emergency oh, services. Did we but... bring walkies? Uh, no. Mm. I mean, he no. probably, honestly, probably would have picked them up. I, I, I would have picked yeah. he has, I mean, I've... How about this? He has a set of two. So he has, the, uh, like, like a pair. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, okay, so the cell service, you've noticed, is that in Boone's Hope, it was like this, too. It's like there's only, like, there's not that many cell towers in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you have cell service. It's just kind of spotty. It may not work at times. Like one or two it, bars? Yeah. I mean, it looks like you could probably call and ask Dax questions, but, like, maybe when you need it, it might not be there. Just kind of, like, it's it's not reliable. Okay. So that they have, they have, it looks like, uh, if you look around the room, there's, like, a landline still. It looks like they use landlines still in this just because they're more reliable than the cell service because they're based off lines Uh uh-huh because that you saw power lines and stuff going to to this place um and uh when you walk in this place does not seem dilapidated the only thing that looks old is the sign and it looks like it must be on purpose that they that they just haven't fixed it because it looks rustic rustic. Mm -hmm. um but yeah so he explains he's like no yeah the cell service is a little spotty so my uh, flip phone doesn't get too much. I don't even know if it's charged. And he looks at it. He's like, oh, it's not. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well uh, the technology man. Uh, well, any questions? And he looks at his watch. It's it's getting close. Everyone's waiting on us, I think. All right. uh, we can Let's... talk afterwards. Yeah. Okay. So you uh, you guys come into this, the rec room, and you kind of go through the double doors, and you're greeted to just, like, lots of talking as you, like, you enter, like, a... Like a bus station. It's not that loud, but like you hear lots of people, different voices and different conversations going on. There's about 12 people in this room, kind of, sitting on the chairs, leaning on the walls, talking to each other. Um, Davis kind of steps up next to Hank. <laughs> the ever, the room kind of hushes instantly. And uh, 
Davis kind of starts and goes, thank you all for coming. Apology, apologize for being late. Uh, I was uh, greeting the, our four guests here that will be, uh, they're from different local areas. Um, before we start, I'm just going to jump into the, all the, probably what the gossip's going around. Yes, a construction worker was mauled by a creature, an animal last night, uh, and he did not make it. And there's like a bunch of gasps in from the room. And uh, I don't want you all to worry. If we all follow the guidelines I have set, we will be safe. Of course, there has to be a mandatory curfew now. There is a, cur a forced curfew at sunset, uh, sunset until this creature is found. If one of you is needing to use the restroom after dark, I will enforce the buddy system. Do not go anywhere by yourself. Um, and if you were going on a hike, and he points to this like this guy with a mullet, and he goes, I'm looking at you, Jeff. If you're going on a hike, you must take a buddy. And you will need to tell me either me or Hank here that you're going. And you need to report back in when you're done. And uh, Jeff kind of looks like annoyed that he has to do that. Um, and then he goes, I'd like to introduce... Our, uh, our our new staff member joining us, and he gestures to you, Mavis, and he gave you like this uh, counselor uniform to wear that matches everyone else's, and it has like Mavis on it. Okay. Uh, she what it, what does it consist of? Can I wear my tactical gear underneath it? You could wear it on top if you want. It's okay. Everyone seems like they have the uniform, but they have their own little touches to it. Mm -hmm. Like you see one guy, and he's like super prim and proper. And he has like this perfect line cut, and then there's a man that looks almost identical to him next to him, except he has long hair, kind of like Ransom's, mm -hmm. and his shirt's unbuttoned at the top, and you see uh, like a tie dye shirt underneath it. Okay. Um, and then like some of the girls are dressed differently. Like, so it doesn't look like it has. You just have to wear this uniform in some capacity. He kind of it, it seems like he expresses individuality. He like accepts it. So if you want to wear some of your gear on top, that's fine. But you could wear it underneath if you want. You just look really chunky. Like really, like you have pool balls for ass. <laughs> pool balls for ass? <laughs> like you oh have, my god. Um, okay, I'll just, so, I'll wear my uniform and I'll have my gloves. Like he goes, this is Mavis. And he's like, he pauses for a split second and looks at you. Mavis Osterling, uh, she will be, like he was gesturing to see if he wanted to say your last name or not, but you didn't say anything, so. I just, I, yeah. He didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, Social this is a strong point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is Mavis. She will be our new archery counselor instructor here. Uh, so, uh, she, uh, we should welcome her aboard. She is one of you damn youngins, so she should fit right in. And they all kind of, some of them smile at you, uh. Um, the really prim proper guy kind of doesn't like glare at you, but just kind of like side sneers. eyes you. Like no, no, it's not like me. It's just like he's like, Ugh. so a sneer. Kind of. It's not like, but it's not as vicious. It's just like very subtle. It's a slight stink eye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the evil eye. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not evil me. eye. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they will be uh, resting at the uh, one of the campsites until we get one of the clab clab. One of the cabins cleared for them. Uh, so please make your introductions. Uh, and let's stay safe out there. And if you see or hear anything, um, you let me know, okay? And, uh, and then he goes, uh, explains what what Frank's doing. And then he goes, uh, these two, they are surveying for the local soil. Um, so if you see them going around, don't worry about it. And they might be asking you questions and just uh, uh, just do help them as much as you can, okay? And everyone's like, yes, sir. Okay. Um, Sawyer, what, what are you looking at dirt for? Um, My own damn business. <laughs> <laughs> and then the long-haired guy comes up and he goes, he's freaking like, frogs gay. <laughs> the, uh, the long-haired dude kind of like pipes up and he goes, <laughs> like, you guys like dirty? <laughs> and then like no one else laughs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the guy next to him rolls his eyes and just like I'm starts just rubbing like, his head. Yes, I like <laughs> so yeah the meeting's done and everyone's kind of dispersing uh what do you got like uh, what's your what's your first plan of action here uh i should probably visit the camp the construction site yeah <clears throat> okay. because it's a construction site mm -hmm. um so uh, everyone files out uh you see that uh davis is like uh, is like okay i'm gonna head back to the, my cabin and he walks out 
and uh, Hank kind of introduces himself to you. He's like, hello, my name is Hank Buck. Hi, Hank. It is a pleasure to meet you. I've heard you from Save. And he looks super happy. So you know. Yes. Davis tells me everything I know. Everything about this camp. Except what's happening now, and it bugs me. Any questions, I'll be happy to help. And he stands up straight. And then uh, kind of spins on his heels and walks over to this, like, old, this old pinball machine and uh, opens a compartment and starts, like, working inside of it. Interesting character. Is that a fucking android? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you say that? No. Um. Uh, no, I say it exclusively to uh, Pykel and Wesley. It's a small person operating the controls inside him. Oh, shit. Um, as you say, and you see like him kind of perk up a little bit, uh, and you just, <laughs> you hear like a slight, slight chuckle as he's working on it, and then and before you walk out, you hear like and you look back, and he's like he's like moving, like mocking, yeah, like but he's still like inside it, yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna call it there. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he rolled an 18 out of his perception, I so we got to present her. Alright, thanks everyone for tuning in to Grim Encounters. We, uh, uh, we had a nice little little camp episode. Um, so excited! Oh Jesus! <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay, okay, just a little background, a little behind the behind the the grim ball here. Um, I wear headphones. I'm the only one that wears headphones out of us five because I don't we don't have the setup for all of us to have headphones. And Christiana, when Christiana peeks the mic and I say, "Oh God," it's not me reacting to her being loud. It's me reacting to my ears bleeding. So. <laughs> Um, and because <laughs> I fix it in post, and uh, I don't want I, her to stop because it's funny because it, it just scares the shit out of me because I am a, a, just a ball I do, of I nerves. Do, I do randomly peek the mic. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're not very good with your volume control. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm, like I'm naturally not. When good with I know Dirks is talking, it's going to be a nice, like, perfect it's level of. Yeah. He has very good mic technique. Wesley's pretty good, but you and Ranson. Like, <laughs> yeah, we get excited real fast. <laughs> uh, Ranson's it's like quiet. Ranson's had a couple years under his belt, so he's pretty good. But it's just like I don't, I, I don't want him to change because it's funny. It's, it's mostly but Christiana's laugh. just like, yeah, yeah you do. <laughs> but I talk- sorry, I sneezed. That wasn't a sneeze, honey. <laughs> I talk like that naturally, though. I don't. Um, I don't have volume control and that's great. naturally. Um, but uh, anyway, I want uh, you all to. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, Grim Encounters. Give us a review on iTunes. It doesn't have to be five stars, but it would make uh, it would make uh, Papa Bear here happy. Um, anyway, I want uh, I want you all to get some camping gear, uh, get your uh, get a get a nice get a nice flint and tinder, get a campfire going, and then when that stranger in the dark approaches you and is making sweet robot noises, I want you to stay spooked out there. Fixing this arcade game. Goddamn pinball. Jesus. What are you, an android? <laughs> <laughs>